So um, I just I was thinking about how to what else we should do in this little time together that we have today, which I know is a bit different from um, from what we're used to. But I, I, my heart's really on the, this concept of change at the minute because we're all, this time of year, everyone looks at New Year for the beginning, a new beginning, but it's not. It's always September. Things happen in September. And I don't know whether that's just because culturally we go to school, we start in September, but September always seems like the time of change and obviously we've got autumn and this is where things start to um, turn a corner. So I just want to share some words of encouragement um, with you now. Um, just some things that I've learned over the past few days, um, which I really think speak into tonight and the spirit of satellites. So as some of you know, uh, last week I wasn't around because I went to Nottingham to start my theology training at a residential. So we were there for five days, all living together. And it was, it was incredible, and I'll speak more at a later date about it because that's not what tonight's about. But there are a couple of things that I noticed that I wanted to bring to the room today. Because it can be quite lonely over here, on our little island, way out in the middle of the English Channel. And sometimes we just need reassurance to know that what they're doing over there in big old England is the same thing we're doing. You know, that we're on the right track. But the first thing I noticed is actually we're quite far ahead. There are a lot of churches who couldn't believe how lucky we were to have so many 18 to 25s at this church, especially considering we don't have a university here. We've got people who are desperate to know Jesus and want to keep worshipping him. And from the people I spoke to, it seems they've got kids and they've got grown-ups, but they don't have anything in between. And that's really it for the first point. I want to go over three things. I just want to start off with some good news. Because it's Vision Sunday today, we speak a lot about where we want to go or where we want to end up, but it's also good to stop for a minute and just look around and see where we are. And actually, where we are shows us how far we've come, and I think that's really amazing. So be encouraged. The second point is about this new idea that I've been confronted with about individualism. And this is the idea that anyone can do whatever they need to do by themselves. They don't need anybody that they don't need the support of others to achieve anything. And it's a tricky concept because it usually comes as a response to trauma or personal difficulties. If you're surrounded by people who won't help you, you decide that you don't need help. And we glorify that over here. Not in Guernsey, but in the West, you know. We, we love to be victims of circumstance and work our way through. I'm sure some of you will remember... Monty Python, and the old, uh, that old sketch, I can't remember any of it now, but you know, a wheelbarrow, we'd have died for a wheelbarrow, we lived in a hole in the road on the side of the M25, that kind of thing. We all love to be like, oh, my life's been really hard, actually, and I've persevered and I've come through it all, look at me. But it's not right to do that. We don't need to persevere ourselves because we're Christians. We have a family. Look around the room, whether you like it or not. That's your family. Colin Gunton is a very clever man with a lot of degrees, and his job is to write about God and Christianity. And he once wrote, Individualism is a non-relational creed because it teaches that I do not need my neighbor 
in order to be myself. Likewise, seeing someone work themselves to the bone day in, day out, to prove that they're able to do it alone and letting them, letting them work that hard without trying to help them, that's no good either. In Mark 20, uh, 12, verses 30 to 31, we all know this one. Jesus said, Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. The second is this. Love your neighbor as yourself. There is no commandment greater than these. So the next time you see someone struggling, help them. The next time you see someone refusing to accept help because they're too proud, negotiate with them. Explain to them that they're not alone. But more than that, be aware that you aren't alone either. We all have each other, and by accepting Jesus into our lives, we accept each other. So when you go off to uni, or when you go off to start a new job, or you leave the island for whatever reason, don't feel like you're alone. Because you're not. Go find a church, be with Christians, be with your family. Because so long as you have them, you will not be alone. Don't try to go solo because you feel like you're being a nuisance or because you want to look like you've got it all together and you don't need anyone. The truth is we need each other. Human beings are tribal. We're meant to live with other people. We're meant to live in community. So we've got be encouraged. And I want you to be reliable and reliant. The last point I want to raise is about God working in our lives. On the last day of the course that I was on, um, they asked people if they wanted to share their testimonies about the week that we had had. Now, I could have told the person who was running this session that you never ask a group of people training to be church leaders if they want to say something on a microphone. Because believe me, they do. And they will. And they did. And I sat and I listened to three or four stories in a row of people who had heard the voice of God that week, people who had seen the Holy Spirit move, who had been given dreams of prophecy or given words to share with particular people. And I found myself sitting there thinking, well, I never get those dreams, or I never hear God audibly speak to me, or I never have words for people. And then it clicked. When I left the island five days before, Ellie also went away to England. We went to the airport at the same time, but she was seeing friends in Southampton, I was flying to East Midlands. And my flight was meant to leave about an hour before Ellie's. And it made me sad, because it made me think of her there by herself and not really having anything to do. And I, I, I felt uncomfortable about it, and I, so I prayed. And I prayed and just sort of said, God, look after Ellie whilst I'm gone, please. And then my flight was delayed by 45 minutes. And I was so angry that Arini delayed my flight. I didn't think about it. I just thought, what are they doing? And we left at the same time, practically the same time. And then on the first morning of the course, I sat eating my breakfast alone, staring down at my plate, and I said another small prayer. I prayed to God that I wouldn't be alone all week, that I'd find the courage to go and speak to the strangers around me, and that I'd form friendships. And not 10 minutes later, um, a nice uh, young man about the same age as me, Andrew from Scotland, came over and said hello. 
And I was flustered and I didn't know what to say and I'd just woken up and he said, come and, come and sit with us. And I said, no, no thank you. And I sat by myself and I just sort of took a minute and I thought, what are you doing? Get up and go and sit next to that nice Scottish man. So I did. I prayed every morning that I would be energised and motivated throughout the week and the lectures seemed to fly by. I was engaged and I learned things. Before we went to satellite, so many people came to me and prayed for the safety of the young people, for the safety of the staff. So many people prayed that we'd have a good time and that we'd learn a lot about God. And while we were there, I know that people were still praying for us. And we didn't experience a single bump in the road. Everything went so smoothly. It can be really easy to see the big moves God makes. It can be really easy to see the dream that he's given you or hear the prophecy someone else has got for you. But we take for granted the small moves he makes all the time in our lives. But here's the catch. Just like my pal Scottish Andy, you could be the answer to someone else's prayer. Refusing to let individualism take over this idea of being by yourself, you could go up to someone who looks like they need help. Following the example of Jesus, just as they are praying to the Lord for someone to come and talk to them, that could be you. So the third point is be aware. Be encouraged. We are doing great work here at Shiloh, and we need to recognize that. Be reliant and reliable. We are a community whether you're here, whether you're in England, whether you're in Thailand, we are a community. And we need to learn to lean on others and let people lean on us. And thirdly, be aware. God is working around us all the time. And we need to be able to spot those small answers to prayers so that we can give thanksgiving. So those three things I want you to take with you when you're going off, when you're going back to uni, or when you're going off to work tomorrow, or when you're sending your kids off to school, or just when you've realised, I've had enough. I've had enough today. And I want you to take those with you and remember them. 